to and also with y'all, a podcast from the Episcopal Church in North Carolina and a platform for young adult voices in church. It's a place of storytelling and wrestling with God. I'm your host, James Franklin. Thanks for tuning in on this pilot episode. It was recorded over a series of conversations during the 204th Diocese of North Carolina Convention. I spoke to a bunch of college students from across the state for their perspective on a wide range of topics. Everything from the silly, should we add college snaps to the liturgy? Which makes sense, because if liturgy was a sport, then the Episcopal Church would probably be golf. And you don't bring vavuzelas to a golf match, you do the golf clap. So maybe we'll start the quiet revolution of snapping instead of clapping. But we broached some serious questions too, like why aren't there more people of color and more young adults represented in leadership and in delegations at convention? Oh, and uh, just FYI, because this was recorded on the floor of convention, you'll hear stuff like this. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and loads of background noise. Sorry, there's nothing I can really do about it, but it kind of adds to the flavor of this first pilot episode. So, thanks a lot for listening, and let's dive in. I think he would like this convention. I think it would, you know, be great to see all these people together for him and just um, just celebrating love and all he's about. So. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, <laughs> um, I have no idea what he would think about all these crosses around. I think um, uh, his whole purpose is that you know he he died for our sins, um, and so using that as as a symbolism for um, who we are uh, and following that love is the way stuff and using the cross as uh, an expression of love is the way is a beautiful thing. So, yeah. yeah, I guess it's a. Uh... It would be nice to see like there's a religious following and people are gathered and uh, focus on one religion. Yeah, nice to say that's uh, he'd be happy to see that. Yeah. That's Eden and Riley, students at NC State University, and Jordan, a student at Wake Forest University. I've been thinking about your first, your second question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about the deep space stuff. I wonder if the book of Genesis would be different in, in, in deep space. You know, we, God made us in his image, but what if his image in deep space is some sort of alien form? Right. So Jesus could be uh, an incarnate of that, that form, be very interesting. Interesting to see. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what would that story be like? Yeah. And would they have the same story? Created it. Yeah. God says, let us, let us create in our image. Yeah. So, to the first person, you know, uh, thousands of years from now, who, who, who gets first life and reads the gospel in, in, in a language that is uh, of a different life form than our own, uh, send it my way. I'd love to take, give it a read. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. So, here at the convention, um, I've noticed a lack of representation as far as um, Latinos and minorities go. I really wish there was more representation because it would show that I have a voice in this and that my perspective is actually valued because I don't see my perspective in a lot of issues here. And um, I think that really narrows the mindset of the church here. And I really hope to see more representation. That's Jennifer from... Iglesia San Jose in Smithfield, North Carolina. She's a college student, 
a Latina, and she spoke up at the hearing on social concerns, speaking to resolution on mental health. And when we spoke, she lamented that the church at times feels a little lily white, and at convention especially, the lack of brown and black people made her wonder, will my voice be heard and valued? I, I think they're missing a lot of, well, listening per se, because I know at the Episcopal Farmworker Ministry, mm-hmm. I was an intern there for a while, yeah. and one of the programs they had was trying to bring in a discussion on mental health with the community. And they started out pretty well because they would have flyers and they would announce like on Facebook and like personally to people telling them, hey, we have like these mental health resources, you should come in. And I think for Hispanics, it's a really hard topic to talk about. It's really hard to even discuss mental health because it's shown off as crazy or like people just dismiss the complete idea of mental health. And I think hearing it from another Hispanic person and having that confidentiality was really impactful for a lot of people because I noticed some people coming in to those sessions. So I think the big thing that is missing is listening to Hispanic people and allowing them to show you how to deal with Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. and Or not deal with, but how to talk to Hispanic people. I think that's, that's the biggest concern. For like a personal experience, I know for me growing up, it was never anything we talked about. And one time for a while, I felt pretty upset, pretty sad. And I just got a text from my mom saying, I don't know what's going on, but you should just be happy. And it was, I think it really highlighted the issue within the community that it's just completely dismissed. And um, But then seeing people that I went to in college or go to with in college saying, hey, you know, I signed up for a counseling session. Have you? They're like, how did you feel about it? And I think just that conversation mm-hmm. between seeing, oh, like another Hispanic person went, they did counseling. I was like, you know what, maybe I should do it too. I think it was really important. Where are you in college? Uh, UNCW, Wilmington. UNCW. Yeah. Go Seahawks. Go Seahawks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. And what, uh, what year are you at? Um, I'm a freshman, but I did early college beforehand, so mm-hmm. I have like, a little bit more credits. What are you studying? Um, I'm hoping to major in political science. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked briefly beforehand um, about some of the bigger issues uh, that you might be wrestling with, and you mentioned one kind of prayer, prayer life. Can you say a little more about that? Yeah, so um, because in the church, um, I've never really felt like things have been explained to me as like a younger person. Um, I really struggled with being able to understand how religion works, how God works. And because of that, um, for a while I felt like I was really upset at God because I thought that you could just like pray for stuff to go away or pray for things to come. And that's how it's supposed to work. But it took me much longer to be able to realize that it's simply not how it works. And I wish there was more of a system that helped young people understand how to connect themselves with God and how to talk to through things like learn more more about it learn more about what the bible says and i think that'd be really important so where where are you now with that prayer now yeah i think um i was recently reintroduced i think probably like three years ago two or three years ago into actually trying to connect myself with god and i feel like i remember i was told by this one lady she said you're young, that's why you're struggling, but one day you're going to reach a point where you're like, I understand now. Like this, this is what God means to me. This is, this is what religion means to me. And 
maybe haven't completely reached that point yet, but I think with worship and with what I've heard from newer um, pastors, I think I'm starting to connect myself more and connect myself to the mission of finding God within myself and being able to expand that, that message of love. And that's the most important thing for me, to like finding love within myself and making sure that other people feel that way too. What would you say to uh, a youth, a high school student right now who might be who might be struggling with some of the same things? I think I would say to love yourself most of all. I think that's the most important thing. And by loving yourself and by loving God, you'll be able to find that within you. Um, I think it's really hard <laughs> growing up and not having that faith background with you. But I think once you find it, it really helps ease your life and help you understand a lot of aspects of your life a lot better. As Jennifer spoke, I began to think about the passage from 1 John 4 that says, there is no fear in love. And about all of the fear that is generated in the Latinx community and in immigrants, uh, given the current political climate. So I asked her about how she and her family are dealing with fear and how they experience fear and how it's tied into mental health. Yeah, I think um, this administration has really pushed forward an agenda that tries to criminalize or even make Hispanics or Latinos seem less than human. And I think because it's being repeated so often, both of my parents are immigrants and it breaks my heart for them to have to hear that type of rhetoric because even if they don't show it, even if they're like, oh, he's just crazy, it eventually reaches you. And it, it eventually makes you think on yourself and disheartens you because you know that people really think the, the things that he says. You know that your neighbors and the other people in your community believe in that statement, believe in what he's saying. And it really disheartens you because you know you're a better person. You know you're a good person. But everybody around you is saying that you're not. It's really heartbreaking. And I think that trying to find just something bigger to pursue or just something to hold on to still is an important thing. And I think because of the rhetoric that's been going on and because of that type of language is the reason that I wanted to connect more to God and connect to myself with something spiritual. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been really cool. Um, I've never been to something like this before, and it's cool to see kind of what goes on behind the scenes and really like what kind of fuels the church in a business way, kind of. That's Audrey Groves, a junior at Wake Forest University. I think that the Episcopalian Church um, has done a really great job of growing internally in terms of like becoming a 21st century church that is accepting of all and evolving that way because I really think that's the only way that any church is going to be able to survive in the next 20 years. Um, But I think definitely um, like pushing other denominations to do the same thing is like probably the next step. Like now that we've worked on um, ourselves, I think that we can go out and kind of like work on Christianity as a whole and the image of Christianity that um, may not always be the best. How has it been easy to be 
to tap into kind of some of your Episcopal roots in college and how what has been challenging with that and what have you discovered in college that have challenged maybe some things that you grew up with in the Episcopal Church? Um, so my experience with the church has been very interesting in that I did go to the Episcopalian Church my whole life, but for like seven years I went to um, a Christian camp that I think is Baptist or Evangelist, one of those two, um, which is which taught me a lot of very, very different things than the Episcopal Church did. So um, Different things like? Just like um, about the things that we should be focusing on. Um, as Christians and the like thing, who's in and who's out, who's in and who's out, and like I, I almost wanted to work for them, but one of the questions because I always wanted to be like a camp counselor and work with the kids, but one of the questions on the application was like on a scale of one to ten, how much do you believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman? And I was like, okay, I'm not applying. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> so, because um, I was like. Like, absolutely not. But anyway. <laughs> um, so I think college has been a really great... Um, I've always been very personal in my faith, um, and it never really was determined by, by my parents. So coming to college has been re- a really great time to kind of question those things that I was taught in camp, and, and also just, like, to grow in my own understanding. So that's been relatively easy just because of ESF and... Um, like the people that are in it, my two best friends are in it, so um, I've never felt like I had to hide my religion. Um, especially coming to the South, it's been really cool because coming from Denver, like people in Colorado don't talk about their religion that much, like at all, and um, it's not a big part of most people's lives. So coming to the South, I thought it was really cool how people like do talk about it so much more. I liked that a lot. Um, the hard parts. I don't know. College culture is very weird um, in terms of, like, outside of ESF, outside of church. Like, it's hard to figure out, like, the balance between, like, if, like, what you're doing is what God wants you to do or, like, what does he want you to do in college and, like, does he really care about some certain things or, like, you know, I think we talked about this in Bible study a lot um, with the girls, but trying to figure out, like, going to college and, like, you know, taking the having the most of your experiences and going out and meeting people, but also, like, doing what God wants you to do and trying to figure that out has been kind of difficult. What every college student is wrestling with, right? Yeah. Kind of, there's kind of a universality of that, right? Of trying to figure out what exactly. God wants you to do with your life, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, you've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what Wake might be telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, there's just going, like, four years may seem like a short time, but we've, well, you've all changed so much in the past even three years. I'm a junior. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to, like, go out into the world and try to figure out what God wants me to do. You know, plans for you, for sure. (laughs) Thank you. That's it for this first episode of And Also With Y'all. Thanks a lot for listening. Tune in next time for more conversations with young adults from across the church. If you'd like to know more, please check out our show notes for links to the Yeah NC app. 
which is a way to connect as a young adult in different cities across the state, or visit episdionc.org for more information on how to connect in the Episcopal Church in the Diocese of North Carolina and if you're searching for a spiritual home. Thanks a lot for listening.